Hello, I'm Vernon Kay, and welcome to Series 3 of the England Rugby Podcast with all two inside line. 2019 is a huge year for rugby, and we'll continue to give you exclusive insights into England's men's and women's squads. First up, though, possibly the greatest annual sporting event in the calendar. It's the Guinness Six Nations, and it's my pleasure to say that we're joined by... You know, you're playing at Twickenham in front of 80-odd thousand people. You're like uh, rock stars over, when you're at there. 80,000 people. No, I'm not, yeah. I mean, the Farrells and the Fords of the world, I'd say, the rock stars. We're the logistics team. <laughs> like, if you walked into Halfords, you'd yeah, be the yeah. batteries, yeah. you'd be the spanners, the nuts and bolts. Yeah. They're like air fresheners, more Fans yeah. in the summer. They're all that fancy niche shop. commodity. Yes, we get to know a little bit more about England Hooker, Jamie George. Big kid, big head. Right. Always had a big head. It's a good melon. Yeah, yeah. England women's Lark Davis quizzes teammate Joe Brown about her favourite music tracks. You can tell I practice that alone in America. Oh. <laughs> and we'll hear Red Rose's winger, Abby Doe's rugby journey. So when you see a winger, you think, oh, OK, they're going to go around the outside. Well, just mix things up, you know, have a little bit of a party on the wing. First of all, let's kick off with Jamie George. Jamie, you and I bumped into each other on many occasions now, and you always seem to bring the fun. Because you are, like, one of the guys who's the life and soul of the party, so to speak. I'm going to quote you on that. Thank you. No, I think you are, because you're always coming up with different ways to stop the guys getting bored. Because when you're in camp together, that seems to be something that comes up every now and again. Not not very often, but every now and again, it's how can you keep everyone entertained and focused when you're not playing rugby, when you're not training? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm part of the social committee, mate. We try and keep the boys entertained a little bit. Trying to put on a few shows for them, bring in outside entertainment, get a few videos from yourself to help us out. We've done family fortunes a couple of times. Well, I'm waiting for Um, an actual invite where we can actually play it. Because the, well, the guy who does the software for Family Fortunes is a very good friend of mine. So we could very easily come to Penny Hill Park, set it up, and like once you've had dinner, come in, do an hour, Family Fortunes. You know, we, we actually need it because when we did Family Fortunes, we got to the end. And, and we didn't know what to do. Yeah, we hadn't planned it properly. Big money. So maybe, yeah, well, this is it. <laughs> Production value, you know. <laughs> That's what you need. Yeah. But you're one of the purveyors of the coffee club as well, right? Or has that been handed down to you? No, no, no. Yeah, we're so myself and Elliot, we always share a room. So the people uh, that Elliot gets his coffee from, they've handed us a machine. Uh, we've got a proper setup in our So who's chief barista? So Elliot was... Um, but Manu Tuolangi's come in and the man, oh, the man's on. got skills. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Touching a man's coffee machine, is that the same as touching a man's car? Well, this is the thing, right? So picture this. Here we are. We've got a, an amazing setup in our in our room. The room last week was flooded. Manu's there on there. Elliot's on there. They're having a little bit of a competition. This week, Manu's brought his own machine in. Oh! No! We've got rivalry. We've got rival machines. So we've That's got rival like Costa versus Starbucks. It is. It is. Um, better quality. Um, but wow. no, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> listen, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. The competition stuff. But some people are just going to both. You know, we offer different things. All right. Well, um, well let, me, let me ask you this, okay? Because this Auto Inside Line podcast is life away from rugby. Yeah. I want to know from you, my friend, what makes a good coffee? Because we've now become kind of... Uh, neutralised as to what good coffee is because it's so readily available. Well, yeah. What makes a good coffee? Obviously, the quality of the bean. Can you tell the difference, Jamie Josh? Yes, million percent. Right. So, quality of the bean, right? So, you go to a lot of the chain coffee shops that you speak of, yeah. and what they'll <laughs> that do you is... you mere mortals speak yeah, of. Yeah, that you, that you've just <laughs> mentioned. I won't even yeah. say their name. Yeah, yeah. I sound like such a snob, though. Like, But yeah. anyway, and they like You're burn the You're taking all the rugby stereotypes. Well, this is it. Um... <laughs> They burn the milk because they're producing on mass, right? The smaller coffee shops, aka brew at Walnut, which is what we're calling it. We're in our rooms called Walnut. Right. 
Uh, we care about the op- service that we provide, the quality that we provide. So, like good coffee beans, smooth, silky milk, right, is the key. And is that full fat? So, is so that semi-skimmed? Unfortunately, Soy. you have to use full fat to get the full effect of a flat white. If we're making a flat white, so right. yeah, we're just keeping the numbers down on that. You know, just keep the calories down. Um, <laughs> but like the key, the real key is the latte art on the top. If they're making decent latte art on the top, they're making a nice flower heart somewhat yeah. I don't know realistically that's going to be a decent brew right okay so it's game on then really it's game on between you Elliot and I'm not putting myself in the, in there but they are exceptional alright fair enough genuinely like that. exceptional but it's good that you do that because life in camp but sometimes difficult isn't it well it's, we're just here for a long time you know yeah and there's only so much training and analysis and all the meetings that we can have and the rest of the time boys just want to have a good crack a lot of it's, it's difficult finding the balance I think between putting stuff on you don't want to make it forced fun but at the same time you want the team to be doing stuff together because it brings us closer and then obviously that has an impact on what we do on the field as well lovely now let's talk about how you got into rugby because your family are really sporty mum and dad really sporty dad played professional rugby mum played hockey I do believe good knowledge yeah thank you but surely that was a major influence on you and how you kind of when did you decide or were you kind of forced by the old man to play rugby I wasn't forced uh, and the one thing he was very good at was never like pushing me towards rugby um, but it was pretty obvious from a young but age you were encouraged. Was, yeah yeah <laughs> body shape dictated that I wasn't going to be like I don't know a ballerina were you always like uh, Chonka Goonies as a kid yeah. were yeah. you big kid yeah right big kid big head right always had a big head it's a good melon yeah yeah now I used to play like all sports I was very lucky I went to a school that was very sporty uh, I've got two older brothers they were twins they used to team up on me toughen me up a little bit as a kid you know because they're five years older than you I do they're, they're five years older well done yeah well done they're also sporty as well so it was good you know we just um played a lot of sport but my old man played to a pretty high level my uncle played a lot as well so i just, like you know the other side of my family so my uncle and my cousins they all play rugby still now so quite a big rugby family so what was the analysis like from your family was it good game well done the thing that's good and it's, it's taken a process you know it's taken time they now know the crack. Like my mum, especially. My mum is like very passionate and I love her to bits, but she thinks that I'm the best player ever. So, you know, it was always very difficult after the game. Sometimes she'd be like, well, what happened here? You know, what, you know, what's happening with this? What's happening with that? And you think that was like when I was younger, whereas now she knows, you know, after a game, just leave me to it. If I, if I want to speak about anything, I'll bring it up. Yeah. Give me a hug. Um, Let's go and have something to eat. My uncle played hooker for Northampton for a long, long time. So he can speak, he speaks to me a lot about scrummaging, lineouts, all the rest of it. And, mm. My uh, my old man was a scrum half, so he doesn't actually have a clue what's going on. So he just sort of <laughs> asked me why I'm not scoring any tries. <laughs> why are you not on the scoreboard? Yeah, why are you not son? scoring tries? Yeah, so I just hang on the wing, just, just keep chilling. him happy. But you're 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 a very emotional player. We've seen a few roars, we've seen a few fist pumps. That's the kind of player you are, though, isn't it? I'm 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 very passionate about playing both for my club and and for England. I think. You have to be, don't you? You know, like the especially if you're going to get beat up for a living. Let's be well, honest. that's that's you've got to try and enjoy that. But no, I think uh, yeah, you know, you're playing at Twickenham in front of eighty odd thousand people. It's it's the stuff that you, as a kid you dream of. So you're like uh, rock stars when you're out there. Eighty thousand. No, I'm not. Yeah, the, I mean the Farrells and the Fords of the world. I'd say the rock stars. We just yeah, but you make them look good because the you equipment. guys put in the graft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're the with the logistics team. Yeah. 
Like if you walked into Halfords, you guys would be like the boring section. You'd yeah, be yeah. the batteries, yeah. you know, you'd be the spanners, the nuts and bolts. Yeah. They're like air fresheners yeah. and mobile fans yeah. in the summer. They're all that fancy. A niche stuff. commodity. Yeah, those radios that the front comes off. Yeah, exactly. You know, dash mate. cams. Yeah, yeah, they're the yeah. sexy section. Yeah. You're the boring stuff at the back, I'm afraid. Yeah. But yeah, you're the essentials that keep the car running. You well, know what I mean? Well, well said. Is that an well awesome said. analogy or what? Straight off the top of my well head. Well said. More from Jamie shortly. But now it's time for our three tracks challenge. Here's Red Rose's hooker, Lark Davis, talking to Joe Brown. Hi, I'm Joe, England rugby blanket. And I'm joined with Lark, who is a Red Rose hooker. And we're just going to chat about kind of my three songs that stand out throughout the years. <laughs> the first one is S Club 7 album. My nice. first album, my uncle bought me. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be from our era, yeah. like S Club 7, S Steps, S7. one of those. Like. I think it was the album cover where they went in winter clothes. They were like like the puffer, win- yeah. shiny puffers and like... Cropped, cropped, furry, white, all white, yeah. Those white joggers that had like little string I think, them I off think the one side. Was like skin tight silvery leggings with like belly, little yeah. belly ring. Right. And all those outfits back in the 90s. Two in a Million is the one I remember. Are going to give us a little slow. rendition or... We are... Two in a million, we've got all the love we could be given. If the world should stop, we'll still have each other. And no matter what, we'll be forever as one. Wow. You can can tell I practiced that alone in America. (laughs) And then there's one that my my parents used to paint in the car quite a lot. They They liked the music and it was... Fleetwood Mac, Go Your Own Way. And I still listen to it a lot before games. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm not the most normal of human beings. Like, I'm a bit quirky, I'd say. Yeah. So I think when I listen <laughs> to the lyrics, it actually resonates with me. And I've had a lot of stuff going on in the background that means that I've struggled to attack life. And actually, my mantra is just go your own way and, and do how you do. And people can either get in line with that or not. So Yeah, I love that. And then the last one was uh, First Cap Song. This cap song is always interesting in the arc. Yeah, I feel like you've just got to go up there with confidence, though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you just shouted it as loud as you possibly oh, could. Oh, I did, yeah. So that no one else could hear over it, and it was <sighs> just a case of, get it done. That was how I kind of went for the song. I got told by everyone, especially Tam, Katie, my teammates, that they were going to boo me, and they were going to boo me as loud as possible. So I was like, right, I'm going to have to think of something I can shout. So I went for Jet, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, sat at the front, didn't look at anyone, and just screamed the lyrics out as fast as I could. She go. screamed it as well. We were all like, by the <laughs> end of it, we weren't booing, we were just like, can you stop? <laughs> Said a one, two, three, take your hand and come with me, because you look so fine, and I really want to make you man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Dan Cole, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Big thanks to Joe and Lark, and you can watch those two and the Red Roses in action in Doncaster, Exeter and Twickenham during the Six Nations. Get tickets at englandrugby.com forward slash tickets. Go on, have a butcher's. Now let's get back to my chat with Jamie George. Outside of rugby, you do quite a few different things as well, don't you? You've got a physiotherapy facility, is that right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Carter and George, it's called. We set it up about eight months ago now. It's doing really well. So I set it up with a mate of mine from school uh, who's a physio. The way we like to think of it is like a one-stop shop medical facility so we're trying to we've got an osteopath we have reflexologists there's a gym in there with a personal trainer so we're trying to get sort of replicate the sort of care that I get as a professional rugby player and try and get it to the the general public now that's good and what were you like at school were you you a kid that studied What, what grades did you get I got two A's and a C at A level 
in philosophy, psychology, and sports science. You can drop the mic right there, my friend. Mind, you know that is quality. You're just working you out as we speak. No, I'm no, I'm really not. I got a doctorate for larking around on T4 with June Sarpong. You got an honorary doctorate? Yeah. How'd you get one of those? Because I'm actually quite interested. I'd love to be a doctor, you know? Like, yeah, I have a certificate that says I'm an actual doctor. Can you believe it? Well done. So away from rugby, we talked about the, the physiotherapy clinic with a friend. What else would you like to do? So let's say Jamie George, fantastic career. Well done. Uh, 100 plus caps for your country. Let's hope. You hang up the boots. What do you want to do? Uh, interesting question. I'm looking into a few things at the minute. Uh, I thought now is probably a good time to start trying to use the contacts that we because we're, we're so lucky. You know, after games we get access to people who are so high up. I've thought about coaching potentially, um, but I also want to see if, you know whether there is a life outside of rugby as well in the city. Maybe well that. Oh, I prop- can't see you in the city, my friend. Schmoozing. Yeah, I'm a good schmoozer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see you. So if anyone works for a property or insurance company. I mean, would you like to get into property? Yeah, potentially commercial property. Yeah, I think is. I think there's there's definitely an interest there. Uh, I'm starting some work experience with a company after this. This this kind of got in the way of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pr- priorities, priorities. Um, yeah, my England international career. Kind yeah, of got yeah, in the got way. in the way of work experience. <laughs> me making coffees in an office. <laughs> I did my work experience in a travel agent. Did you? How'd you go? Yeah, clearly uh, not very well. No, it was horrible. It was Mary, Sandra. And the other lady was called Jennifer. I bet uh, they loved you. I, well, I was only—I didn't start puberty till I was eighteen, so I looked like right. a child. You still look quite young, mate. Thank you. You are young, of course. Yeah, but like well, yeah, yeah. You still look great. Keep I'm saying, on, laying on thick, Jamie. I've always uh, liked you. Yeah, I really well, have. Yeah. Uh, you'd like travelling because your Instagram is full of travelling yeah. pictures. Uh, what is it about travelling that you enjoy? Is it is it just the fact that you get to different locations, different cultures, different people? Yeah, different cultures, different people. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we like, yeah, we just like to travel. I like to try and get around. We're lucky with rugby; you get to travel. But I think uh, so. When we tour, I try and make the most of it, and because you could, you know, a lot of the time you go on tours and you could be here. <laughs> you don't leave your hotel room and you oh. go and you play rugby and you train. You come back, you watch Netflix, and that's pretty much it. Whereas, you know, there's a few of us who try and get out and explore, and you know, I like exploring new places. And where's your favourite place? Where do you uh, like? Are you we a sun to, person or I'm an a adventure person? person? Uh, I'm a sun person, generally. All right, so let me ask you this then. First two days on your vacation, what sun factor cream are you wearing? Uh, 20. All right, and then by the end of the holiday, you're on... 10. Yeah, boom. My kind of guy, we should... Mediterranean together. skin, you know? There you go, yeah. You were the tour guide during the Lions Tour of New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> What? That's another no. That's another thing. You see, because is it is it difficult breaking the ice with the other nations that are represented on a Lions tour? Like, do you have to introduce yourself and say, "Look, you all know me, Jamie," but in England camp, I'm the entertainer. No, I, I did like literally. No one knew who I was, so I was like, <laughs> I actually also play. I had to like enforce the fact that I am. A I also, come on every now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do play in the team sometimes. But how did you end up being tour guide? Uh, they were very good, actually, to be fair. They sort of split us into different groups. So it wasn't just me. There was a couple of us. There was Justin Tipperick from Wales, a couple of others. And basically, we just it was more like facts of where we were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you sort of scope out the area and say, right, well, there's a, there's a good golf course. There's, these are the coffee shops you want to go to. Rugby lads are pretty simple. You know, they mm-hmm. want to get out of the hotel, but some lads don't want to go too far. They know their coffee shops and they get and they go there. So I think that you're going to be wasted in the property world. I think. What do you think? think I, what do you think I should do? Well, I think I know. So, I know the head of Shearing's Coachwares in Wigan. 
Right. Yeah, they're probably the UK's number one touring coach firm. So I, I could get you in there, my friend. I can see you at the front. I, like I said, it's all about who you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where do we go from here now? Well, is it down to the lake I feel? Ay, 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 ay. You must remember that too, no? No one? Oh. I literally wasn't with you there. I was just clicking with you, mate. I was with you in spirit, though. Hi, this is Ben Youngs, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Life. Hi, I'm Abby Dow. I'm an England winger, and this is my rugby journey. My first rugby memory is when I was a little kid and I couldn't find my little woolen gloves so my mum made me wear socks when I went to play rugby. It was a nightmare and embarrassing. I was probably inspired to play rugby by watching the men when I was little, so people like Josh Lucy on the wing just wanted to be like them. Probably not as big as them, but I'll try. My favourite memory when I was a young player was when I used to play with the boys and they always used to run at me first thinking I was a girl. And then by the end of the tournament, they tell the boys on my team to pass the ball to me, which was quite classic. I got the England call-up. I think when I was in the car driving to rugby, Scott called me up and told me I was going to be in the EPS. I asked him if I could play under-20s with it, because I wasn't quite sure I was ready myself. I think I felt shocked, like it definitely hadn't sunk in. So it kind of sank in when I turned up to a session and realised everyone I looked up to was there and actually joining in with me instead of looking at me. The biggest challenge that I've had in a rugby shirt so far is probably just the competition. It's a high standard and instead of it being big marginal gains that you can make when you're a kid, it's starting to get down to one percenters in rugby nowadays. So it's about realising that and actually doing those one percenters and just getting into a different mindset. My favourite memory in an England shirt will probably be the last game in autumns last year so we at Twickenham I think everyone was just on form it was just a true spirit of rugby like this is why I'm here and this is why I'm so proud to wear the shirt describing me as a rugby player oh quirky apparently that's actually what I've been given by the coaches as well the way in which I play can be seen different so when you see a winger you think oh, okay they're gonna go around the outside where I just mix things up you know have a little bit of a party on the wing mainly because maybe not the quickest winger <laughs> so I'll find other ways to get through part of my like development is to control my quirkiness <laughs> on and off the pitch if I was to summarize my career in three words it would be long and steady So I've come through the system. I started playing when I was about four or five, gone through 15s, 18s, all the development, all the help, just took everything on board. When you think back, you've realised how many years it's taken to actually get here and how the extras that I did at training beforehand, even as a kid, has helped me get to where I am now. So it's slow and steady, but hopefully I think it's on an uphill acceleration. Thanks for that, Abby. Now let's hear the final part of my chat with Jamie George. How would you rate this England team that you're in now compared to other squads that you've played in? So obviously the best England squad that I've been in is the squad that went 19 in a row. I think now we're really not too far away from where we wanted to be there. And actually, to be honest, I think we're pushing on to be better than that. You know, we had a little bit of a blip, but I thought... The but way was, that that blip, was that blip good for us? Because That's exactly what I was about to say. I think like the way that... 
Because we could, if we'd have carried on, yeah, we could have winning, cruised through. We'd be like peacock showing our feathers, yeah, yeah. and I think that's not good going into a World Cup, is it? Exactly, yeah. And we learned a lot of lessons, you know, and we're still learning a massive amount. Obviously, we've got a, a lot to learn as well. We didn't beat the world's best, and we want to be the best in the world. So uh, there are learnings there, but I think we showed that we're really not too far away, and we can compete with the best. And the, the most Im- impressive thing about the squad for me at the minute is how excited we are about where we want to go mm. and what team we want to be and how far we can take it because. You know, our aim is to win the World Cup and be the best team in the world. And if we keep doing what we're doing and keep trying to progress day in, day out, then I think we're not going to be far away. And you get on so. with the gaffer? You get on with Eddie? Yeah, he's funny, yeah. He's yeah, good, yeah, yeah, he? yeah. And he's brilliant. Like, the the way that he manages the players, I think, is, is amazing. And um, he's got, I don't know whether you see it too much, but he's got he's got a, a very funny side to him, you know. Oh, so. yeah. We witnessed that. I did a, a long podcast with him. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, when I walked out of the interview, I felt a million dollars. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he, he was kind of, he was really positive. He pulled himself up on a couple of things. You know, like, you know, we did this wrong. We approached that differently to what I wanted. But we can change all that, you know, because yeah, we're yeah. all heading towards November in 2019. And I felt really empowered after yeah. spending a lot of time with him. Uh, he's a brilliant speaker and he's a brilliant man manager, like I said. So you come out, you, like, you're right. You come out of meetings thinking like, geez, we're on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, and he's, he's a very good motivator as well. You know, close to a game, has that definite flick the switch and uh, you know that you know that it's game time. Let's talk about the fact that you support Aston Villa. Yeah. Uh, as a Bolton Wanderers fan. That's, Mate, that... you weirdly know a lot about me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Fair exactly enough. what underwear you're wearing. Right. Do you? Call yeah. it. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, how come you follow Villa? Old man's from Birmingham, but he doesn't actually support Villa. He supports the Blues, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's a big divide in our house, but... Two older brothers, as you know, five years older. Yeah. It's mentioned earlier. Twins. Uh, twins, yeah. They uh, they basically had a best mate at their primary school who had two spare season tickets. They used to go all the time, and then we became season ticket holders. Long way from Hartford, though. So my yeah, old man is. was gutted every time he used to have to take us there. <laughs> gutted. As, as a Birmingham fan. Yeah, I bet, yeah. But yeah, no, like I've, I've supported them now. I try and go to as many games as I can. And how do you relax when you're not playing rugby? Just generally. I'm I'm like a, a big like social chameleon, you know. I just try and like, um, if there's like a message on WhatsApp, anyone around for I'm there. You know? <laughs> I'm always available. You suffer from absolute uh, FOMO, yeah, fear of FOMO. missing out, big FOMO, yeah. So, Jamie, these are quick fire questions. Whatever comes into your brain first, Fine. all right. What's your favourite meal, and which three fantasy dinner guests would you like to share it with? Favourite pre-match meal is like a tradition I go for, like a sausage meat pasta. Sausage Decent. meat pasta? Yeah, it's like a like a bolognese, but you use sausage meat. Right, Very okay. good. And your three dinner guests would be? Elliot Daly, Danny Kerr, and yourself. Oh, that's boring. Decent four, that. that. Yeah, it is a decent four. It is a good that's, four. That's a good Ibiza four. That is a good Ibiza It'd also be good on a golf course. Anyway, sorry, yeah. quick fire. Uh, if you could only hear one track for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? <laughs> Very into Dermot Kennedy at the minute. Power over me. Dublin's answer to Ed Sheeran. Favourite place on earth? Good question. Maldives. Best trivia fact? <laughs> Dunedin, right, replicates, I think it's Dunedin, I really hope it is, the street names of Edinburgh. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever been given? <laughs> Difficult. I've got one, but I don't think I can say it. All right. Always, okay, here you go. Always pack a shirt to away games. Good. What sound or noise do you love? <laughs> <laughs> the, the final whistle. <laughs> There you go. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what superpower would you want that you don't have already? <laughs> Got loads. <laughs> uh, invisibility. Who would play you in a movie? Jack Black, probably. What are you bad at? Nothing. What are you scared of? Dark. I'm not actually. I don't know. What do you want me to? I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm a tough lad. Like, I'm not scared of anything. Like, <laughs> I am scared of stuff. But Spiders? I'd... Snakes? Snakes, mate. Yeah, snakes is petrifying. Okay. What advice would you give your 12-year-old self? Uh, lose some weight. Nah. That's, that, <laughs> I'm joking. That's, 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 that's um, the person that you are, though. Okay. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. That's a good, good answer. That, and that's good advice for all kids that play professional sport or all yeah. kids that want to succeed. Yeah, yeah. You know, the goal is out One there. One bad game doesn't make you a bad rugby player. There you go. Who's the most famous person you have in your phone? Other than you. I said the majority of the England team, right? Are there any England team members? Of, I've got a couple of cricketers. Oh, nice. It, Owen Morgan. Very good. Jason Roy. Nice. How do you rate cricket as a sport? Love it. Literally obsessed with cricket, yeah. All right, Jamie, thank you very much for sitting and chatting to us. Really appreciate it, especially coming down in here because it's been freezing underneath the gym. But always thank you, a mate. pleasure, my friend. One of the best. Jamie George, everyone. Cheers, guys. There we are. Thank you to Jamie George for that. That's all for this week's England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Big thank you to all our guests, Joe Brown, Lark Davis and Abby Doe. And of course, big thanks to you, our listeners. If you like what you hear, then please do make sure you subscribe and you get a fresh podcast every week during the Six Nations. And we'd really appreciate if you could rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts or help spread the word. Don't forget to check out the official England Rugby Social channels for much, much more from your England players. And we'll see you next time. See ya! See ya!